Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jay Cross, how good would you say you are at the guitar? I would say I... Your three choices okay. are beginner, yes. intermediate, yes. or advanced. Probably beginner. Okay, excellent. How would you like to move up to intermediate? I'd really like to be an intermediate guitar player. That's the only thing I've ever wanted to be. Good. That's about as far as you'll get. Yes. Unless Uh-oh. you use Guitar Tricks. Okay, tell me more. Guitar Tricks is an excellent website to teach you how to move from beginner mm-hmm. to intermediate mm-hmm. to advanced guitar. Okay. Whether you're just starting out or whether, you know... You could be, you should be better than you are. Like me. Indeed. Yes. Um, Guitar Tricks uh, will help you move through those stages as a guitar player. And good for you, Jay Cross. We have worked together with Guitar Tricks to bring a 14-day free trial to not only you, but to the listeners of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So that means I can try it for 14 days, and if I'm not into it, just cancel it. You can, indeed. But... I'm probably going to be into it. I think you probably will. Okay. You'll notice a uh, swift advancement of your guitar skills. Excellent. So, do you want to know where you can get this offer? Where can you get the offer? Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Can you repeat that for me? I can. Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Is there um, like an app that you can use or do you have to do it on your computer? (laughs) Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks hello and welcome to the guitar nerds podcast i'm your host mark packham joined this evening by matt knight good evening jay cross Hello. And Joe Branton. Hey! Good. Some people are on form. Jay, you're a little muted. This. Uh... No, I just expected Joe to overcompensate. Yeah, exactly. For... Just even it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, He's but, been really on. quiet and dire since he came in, and you can generally tell that the more... He's, uh, he's saving more, it up. The more dour and, and down Joe Branton is in the run-up to the, 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 the pushing of the record button... The more animated he'll be. That is true. Usually the more times I have to press record because you're muffing around at the beginning. I like to give you some editing to do at the start because I notice that you always like to press the record button exactly before you actually introduce the podcast. Yeah. So I like to try and get something in right at the start so that you have to do a little bit of editing. No, I just usually leave it in. Oh, professional. You're (laughs) You're looking a bit pale today, Joe. Yeah, I don't feel well. 
Uh, thanks for joining us anyway yeah that's alright I've got a mouthful of voices and I've noticed that I'm, I'm my, probably my S's aren't on form really sugary Lucozade will help out with that yeah that's what I'm hoping for it's just cold stuff I'm just drinking lots of cold stuff to make me not think about it talking about uh, Lucozade and sport Matt Knight you're joining us after a uh, gruelling day yesterday um, for people not following on the Facebook group what did you get up to yesterday I ran my second ever marathon. Whee! Congrats. Um, Yeah, so um, I did my first one in 2015, gave myself a break, stupidly decided up to do another one, um, and yeah, loved it. Uh, It was, loved it and hated it. It is one of the most gruelling things I think you can ever do. Um, And it didn't help yesterday that it was absolutely roasting. Yeah, we spent all day, because we came down to see you uh, at mile 14 and mile 25, I think. Five, yeah. Something I think like I that. saw you at 16 or something like that. Yeah, um, I think so. And, I mean, I was getting a sweat on just standing there clapping for people. Because it's nice, like particularly at mile 25, there's loads of people who are just walking. And if you give them a little clap, yeah. they then do a little run and, and crack on. Yeah, um, clap and be like, run! Yeah, yeah, so we just had a load of people shouting down at people who were like doing their best to run and that if you're gonna it's, walk just give up yeah that's the sort of thing we were doing yeah really really helpful um and yeah i was getting a bit of a sweat on just standing around so god knows how you got through it after 26 i know I, mean, I didn't stop once which was uh i had i had three i had three main goals which was cross the finish line don't stop once and try and beat my personal best unfortunately i didn't beat my personal best but i, I did mean, manage to did you not even stop to go to the toilet Nope. What's the situation with that? I was thinking about that as you were running round. Is there a, like? Is are there stops where you can stop? There are there are toilet stops. Oh, there Basically, right, okay. um, you have to go for a number one as many times as possible before you start <laughs> because the adrenaline literally flushes it out of your body instantly. Okay. Um, and number two, you have to. <laughs> no, you don't do that. No. <laughs> no. Imodium, which is the stuff that you take when you have a really bad stomach. Do you remember there was a... I love this guitar-related podcast. There was a... um, There was... uh, I think it was the London Marathon... I think... Yeah, I think it was the London Marathon maybe like five years ago. Paula Radcliffe. Paula Radcliffe. (laughs) Paula Radcliffe had to pull over and... Pull the shorts out of her. Just do what she needed to do. But like the BBC were filming her at that exact moment and uh, and it just went out on live television. It was... I mean, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do. Like... But uh, no, so consummate professional, Paula Radcliffe. I mean, you avoided popping the old winky balls out of the shorts, Matty. I mean, there was literally one point where I was running behind someone. And I was like, something doesn't smell right. So <laughs> <I think someone. laughs> Run faster. So uh, I need yeah, to overtake. Kind of, but it was, it was, yeah, a run of um, of ups and downs. I mean, when you get to Shoreham Port, which isn't the nicest place Oi, visually that's where I live. to run oh, That through. is where Jay lives, so that's why it's not the nicest place. Uh, they set showers up, cold showers. So you could run through cold showers. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, wow. I saw people um, along the way with just like little spray cans of like cold water that they, they were like spraying people yeah, with. There was people get there, loads of people handing out sweets because obviously you need the sugar and... People throwing water uh, balloons. Yeah, really yeah, There were actually people with super <laughs> like soakers. Them. People, yeah, really? Yeah, uh, near where Jay was actually, it was a yeah. dad and their son with super I, uh, Yeah, I saw them. I saw them doing that. Were they, was it like proper double barrels on the backpack, like really giving it like the whole force, yeah, like, like really, people really over. pumping it up? Um, but I, I mean, for all the, you know, I mean, I, I ran it for myself and I just, I really wanted to do it. The people out there um, doing it for charity and things and costumes and stuff. And there was a guy who had built a moped 
like that he could like Flintstone style could cheating. hold it up that's and, cheating. and yeah he could hold it up and run so his feet were on the floor so he could run and had a like a makeshift passenger on the back I saw that I saw that yeah yeah what yeah, like not man. a real person no no like a it was like a like a scarecrow like a type thing right, or something okay. like a doll one guy was doing it in a full like mist uh, like stay puffed from yep. Ghostbusters outfit saw him um yeah there was a guy doing it in like a unicorn onesie yeah, so like, it was well. so hot. Yeah, unbelievable. Like, Did you see? Um, there was Darth Vader and Darth Maul racing against yeah. each other. Yeah, um, the guy who was was Darth Vader was absolutely smashing it. Yeah, he time-wise. was. He was really. He was about half an hour ahead of you, I think. Yeah. He, he um, came past when you when we crossed over from. I mean, unfair advantage, really. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got the force. He could use so, the force. Yeah, yeah he's just. But, I mean, I, I did it in four hours fifteen, and the winning time was two hours twenty seven minutes. That's like that's like fourteen so miles an hour. Slow in that case. Yeah, basically. It was pretty slow, but until you, uh, that, yes, no, compared to the winner, but um, compared to the people who were still coming past at the point where we'd seen Matt nearly finish and then go back to where we saw him initially, the people there looked knackered and yeah, they had I mean, another twelve and a half miles to go. <laughs> I finished in the top four thousand, so. Uh, that's, how many people go. did it? Do we know? 4,000. Uh, <laughs> 4,000. Uh, 20,000, I think, in total. Wow. That's, um, it's impressive, Matt. I think from, I'm sure everyone listening and from us here, I think that's like a Congrats. very proud of you, Matty. Well done. Yeah, so I'm having my first beer in seven weeks. Yeah, enjoy it. You can see it, but uh, I'm drinking oh, four, pure. Four, pure, yeah. four Pure Brewing Company. Brewing? Brewing. Brewing Company. See, it's going to be a long podcast now. One sip, I'm down. Yeah, yeah, that's after four <laughs> months, four months. Um, Matty, one more thing to talk about that you've been up to. Um, you went on the Time Mob po- podcast last week. I did. Um, um, how yeah. was that for you? I listened back to it. It was really good. Oh, is it out yet? I it is out, it yes. It's available. So um, if you don't know, Tone Mob is uh, run by a guy called Blake, who does nice interviews with people um, from around the world about their guitar stuff. Do check it out. Our own Matt Knight was on there this week talking about mainly boss stuff, wasn't it? But also some guitar nerds bits. Yeah, because um, Blake, yeah, does Tone Mob. He also does the podcast with Brian Wampler, so he knows Brian really well. Um, and I met him at NAMM. Um, we got introduced through through mark through email and then when i kind of met him and i talked to him i was like this guy's phone book he knows everyone anyone who puts yeah solder to a soldering iron basically in america he kind of knows and he's sort of at like the front of this great community um in america and it was really nice to kind of talk to him and we've been talking back and forth quite a lot and he's actually doing some things for guitar nerds in terms of hooking us up with some people so that was really nice and it was just good to kind of i suppose get more of the boss stuff uh, over in a podcast because that's he, he's really interested in that and Cause we, we obviously try and rein it in a little bit over we don't on let the you talk about it you're on a very short leash when it comes to yeah. uh, boss plugs throughout the episodes and uh, he had a couple of kind of like questions about what I do and kind of the boss history so it's nice to talk about that and uh, yeah that was really good and I've actually been then doing my own interviews for Patreon content as well yeah um, we should talk just got we should talk, on that, so. talk about that quickly we were um we don't like to kind of plug the Patreon too much in the episode, but there is some really good stuff going up over the next uh, next couple of weeks. So you had um, an interview up last week, didn't you, Matt? Who was that with? Uh, it was a guy named Tim who does uh, Mojo Stomp Boxes in um, Australia and is probably, I would say, the world's number one collector of boss pedals. 
Yes, very impressive collection, even down to the merchandise, which I think is what you yes. talked about more than the pedals themselves on the actual episode. Yes. He um, actually he messaged me um, on Saturday. He's just picked up a Roland Jet Phase, which is one of the first pedals they ever made. Serial number twenty eight. Wow. wow, that's impressive, <laughs> isn't it? Wait, so Roland, like, how long were they making Roland pedals before Boss? About one year. Right. Okay. One two years. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the so reason behind the decision to create a separate brand just to deal with that? Um, I think Mr. Kakahashi just wanted to separate it in some way, shape or form. I think they decided that they wanted a guitar section and then they kind of wanted their sort of more high-end instrument section because I hadn't really done anything with pianos at that point. It was more like... Because the other thing I didn't realise with like Space Echoes, they did loads of... There's loads of great mixers that have got like spring reverbs and stuff wow. into them that you need well, to add so, that to the ungiggable rig but the, uh, yeah imagine still, that it was still roland amplification and the roland synth pickup none of those things were owned by were, were yeah i don't know the I'm, I'm assuming there's some sort of internal politics that i'm maybe not aware of yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say if anything the stupid idea was to start releasing amps under the name boss what sort of stupid idea is that? I know. Nah, they're good. They're, they're good. terrible oh, as well. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about getting a katana. Um, we can talk about that off uh, off podcast, Matthew. Yeah, we can talk about that off. When I, oh my when God, I move, I only realised the other day that the big katana has legs at the front. Mate, yeah. all, yeah. all of these all these boss products got legs that you can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. <laughs> it has little legs at the front. Two little so you can metal tilt it back. So oh, you and you can, can tilt it back. Yeah, oh yeah. My, yeah, yeah. What like? Why would you put that on a product that's like 400 pounds like you didn't need to do that that, that costs money I think money. that's great no I know it's great oh, I see. that's what I'm yeah. saying it's brilliant but like that, you don't need to do that on a product of that price it was like you could have not had that saved the money and charged the same price yeah no one would have cared but yeah, what a great touch neat little thing yeah, fires yeah. the um fires it up at head height yeah it's good Perfect. it's good yeah. um and so just to quickly um wrap up on that uh patreon going up this week uh, is an interview that i did with mary spender who is a youtuber blogger um guitar player i guess uh, you'll actually hear in the interview she describes herself as a singer songwriter first but then she does a load of stuff in the guitar community as well and um really interesting she talks about her meeting with john mayer um chance meeting with john mayer at uh, nam which is cool, uh, and just we talk about you know playing guitar on the internet and stuff. It's um, cool, pretty interesting. That's coming cool. on probably Wednesday, something like that. I don't I'm not a Patreon subscriber, so I won't listen to it. I will send it to you via Kazar. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, or Kazar. Yeah. What is that? What? What do you mean? What is that? What is what? What's Kazar? What? Come on, mate. You're older than me. You remember Kazar? You should know what Kazar is. I have is. no idea what you're talking about. Napster. Familiar with Napster? Oh, uh, yeah. Napster. <coughs> Kazar came after Napster. Right. Yeah. I thought Madster came after Napster. I'd never used that one. It must have been some weird Watford thing. It was only for um, <laughs> Oasis. You could only How share Captain you? Everything no, files. No, Madster. <laughs> Matt, wasn't Madster the Offspring one? Uh, oh, maybe. Yeah they, yeah, they sort of were really pro it, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway. Ha. Um, ha. Indeed. Beat the punk. You were correct. Joe Branton, what have you been up to this week? See? Uh, I, I've, been, I've rebuilt my pedal board. Okay, oh, that do was tell. good. Um, uh, oh, I... Uh, because... Um, well, I had room. I had some room, so I moved some things around, and you... I've come to the conclusion that I only need eight pedals, and they were all boss. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we can't give him any more free advertising. So just I decided keep, just keep to keep handing it in. Just keep handing it in. <laughs> so I, I decided to jazz it up a bit and Kay. change some things out. 
You messaged us saying you've got one spare space mm. on the board, and I think all of our answers were sarcastic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not useless. at all. I gave. Uh, I I thought you should put the uh, Charlie Foxtrot on there. Yeah, that's true. You because I mean you've been for a long time. You were like you punks thinking that this isn't a giggable <laughs> pedal, and because me and Mark were like. This is, I mean, it's a lot of fun to have at home, but you can't actually use it. No, and you were like, yeah, you can. And I went, okay, why don't you use that? And you were like, don't be stupid. It's not giggable. No, it's not giggable <laughs> at all. Um, I, instead, I cleared some more room and I decided to put uh, my Line 6 M9 on my pedal. Yes. So now I have seven boss pedals and a Line 6 M9. You've gone for the ultimate guitar shop, like box standard pedals. <laughs> like demo <video>. rig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. Re- I was looking at it then, I was like, oh, this is really dull. Like, oh, well, there's one, there's a Tech 21 Sans Amp yeah, I mean, VT on Basically, there. that's like that, You've got that hidden well. underneath. <laughs> No, it's, no, it's like right. of all the boutique pedals we get sent and all the stuff we got access to, you've well, got was, seven boss pedals and a Line Six M9. I was looking at all the cool stuff that I've got, like in boxes, like that. Um, what, what was it? Uh, like Doctor Nightmare? Or, that's not the right name. Yeah, Doctor uh, Nightmare. Uh, uh, electric Death. No, <laughs> you're Electric Death. I've got that Electric Death. The like, Watchman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Watchman Cotwar, and, and I've got like um, the Electro Faustus. Um, guitar disrupt. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, I've got loads yeah. of really weird, wicked, interesting pedals in this big box. And then, like, <laughs> the stuff I actually use, I was like, oh, oh this is all rubbish. And MT2, <laughs> MD2. Classic pedals. Even that would be better than the boring stuff I have. But well, that's true. But, well, but that was good. It was nice to do a, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a rewire. Um, and I got a new bass. What did you get? Well, we we know this story. I told you. Oh told yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that? Have you got it now? <clears throat> I've got it. Yeah. So, are you using it now? I am using it now. Have you yeah. used it live yet? I have not I've used it in a rehearsal. Did um, we, did did we talk about what it is? No. Did we? Okay. Well, we not? no, we haven't mentioned it at all. Okay. Um, so I have got a. You took the plunge. Yeah. In a big way. Well, in a really big way. It's a. Retails at $4,200 and something Unbelievable. Australian or New Zealand dollars. Okay. So what is that? what's that? Uh, three and a half, something like that. Okay. Maybe more, three eight. I got a Stonefield um, M-series four-string. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. If if uh, listeners, if you have not seen Stonefield instruments, they are um, there is nothing like them. Uh, they're go about and check as, them out. They're about as odd as you are, basically. <laughs> yeah, they're totally that brilliant. Is, so that is we could get sued odd. for that, mate. I yeah, would that I'd really, really in. They're, they're not that weird. They're no, not no, that weird. No. no, they're great. So so they have a headstock, but they are. The headstock is just bolts. Bolts. They're just like the pegs. At yeah. the top you shouldn't there. have to. You shouldn't have to like start a sentence with "it has a headstock." <laughs> but <laughs> the so so they're, they're they're strung from the and tuned from the from the bridge on yeah. the, via a Tom Stanley uh, who's the owner of Stonefield, a uh, Tom Stanley tuning tuning system, which is the name of the. Uh, the what did you just call it, Stonefield? <laughs> well, because you can buy it separately and it's. Like oh right, okay, gotcha. Um, they're kind of a bit like they remind me of uh, you know the monorail bridge pieces that Ibanez yep. do uh, so they're kind of like that but obviously with a um, 
a fine tuner on on the bridge so yeah. uh, it's got that's that's the tuning system then the bridge itself is a bit like a double bass bridge <laughs> so it's uh, it's a it's wooden oh, yeah 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 yes but where um where double bass bridges are, are normally floating this is glued to the body and where they're normally like a uh, like a cheap ply because yeah. you know they they they're often replaced this is made out of like a a thick native new zealand ebony um, so they're <clears throat> much more reliable. And the idea is that uh, Thomas Stanley doesn't like um, any Ele- other materials. Bases. He doesn't like plastic and metal coming into contact, you know, w- being there to let the strings vibrate right. through. Okay. So the idea is everything's going to be wood. So the nut is wood as well. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, obviously, the frets aren't. The frets are stainless steel, I think. And, um, and the, the woods... Uh, I think you should have gone for wooden frets. <laughs> to see how it lasts. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that. But the, the construction of the neck is is incredible, and even things like the uh, how the electrics are fitted on the back are rather than having a large cavity cut out, there are three sort of separate individual circular cavities, so that there's the smallest amount of missing wood essentially from the from the instrument. And the most interesting thing is all stone fields come with just a single pickup uh, in the middle of the body, a single soap bar. And a load of EQ controls, so you would think it was well, probably trouble with a bass because no, active. You'd think it was active. Saying. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, it must be active, but it's not. It's passive. Okay, with a three-band, not just a three-band EQ control. You've got bass and treble dealt with separately. You then have on the top horn a, a mid shift. Uh, oh, which is that? a, a six-way right. mid shift selector, which deletes a certain range of mid frequencies okay. from low to high um, and then you have a push pull uh, bass control and when you when you pull it, it it changes the frequency so if when it's suppressed you're dealing with your high mids when you pull it you're dealing with your low mids how does that even work it, it just sort of different ways of scooping so it's just a very finely tuned way of scooping because people rarely ever boost no mids. i've got that i just wonder how it works if it's not active because it's all cut Ah, uh, okay. So the treble is your traditional tone. So it must just be different, like, resistors in there, maybe. So the, the bass one actually works the other way round. Right. So so it's... Oh, you don't roll it off. You, you roll it the other roll way. It on. and Yeah, you roll it on and to it To cut. To cut bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. okay. And the treble control works like... Uh, like See, a, that, a does, that, doesn't, um, that doesn't surprise me, actually, because that's how tone pots work. Yeah. Is you are rolling off that you're rolling off the tone well yeah that's how all passive tone works yeah, yeah. sure sure yeah. so that's that's what this does but uh with isolated frequencies um which is it's great very clever yeah it is really clever and it means that you've got something that's that's completely versatile you've got all the versatility of an active bass without the noise of and and to be honest like the datedness of a nine volt battery in an instrument that is like that's not a stand the test of time sort of thing well I mean it's just difficult isn't it because if you want cut and boost because of course but I I just mean the concept of a 9 volt we we should be moving to a stage where there are rechargeable lithium ion lithium ion batteries 9 volts in an instrument it's just so cheap and nasty do you want to be plugging your guitar in USB yeah I guess so but you know just the idea of like a sort of acid leaking cheap Tesco's battery in a 2000 pound instrument yeah that is true it is weird it is weird but like you say I mean who's going to want you know really the the people that are going to and I think in general 
instruments that have got a um, you know active circuitry tend to be more you know modern guitars, modern players. Yeah. But are even even people who are into like modern instruments plugging it in to your laptop to charge the battery yeah, you know, know how many people ha- pl- plugging it into your um, I- unplugging your iPhone and plugging in your but you say that your, 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 your base you is that what it, people are going to want to do well these are the people that are moving on to positive grid line 6 variax yeah it's and true stuff like that yeah. I mean they've, they've already got rid of their amps in favour of bringing a laptop and, and, plug, and going straight into the PA you know that yeah. this is just an uh, I mean most of these people now ha- are, are using like those pre-built tone um profiles by like famous people that you can download and bring anywhere with you this is kind of just you know this if if you're going to do that if you're okay with having your tone on an sd card then i think you'd probably be okay with just plugging in usb yeah yeah but either way (laughs) yeah the the stonefield the stonefield base is really wicked they do cool things because they have a custom shop and off the shelf stuff yeah um and in their custom shop you can choose the color of the bridge and the cutouts on the back uh, right because they're 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 a sort of what did you get sort of like purple or something pink they're air force grade aluminium so you can have different right of that sort of no i've just got black on the uh on the one i went very tasteful bit boring well it's tasteful tasteful and and resale value yeah yeah exactly and and really nice like a, a really lovely like zebra wood fretboard and uh Oh, it's just all over gorgeous. The the bass is absolutely phenomenal, and it sounds incredible. Um, I need to come around and plug it in at your house because I have played one, and I wasn't that impressed by the neck profile. Oh, but the, I think with well, some time, it would be interesting to see how I get on with it. That's the other thing. I've gone for the biggest neck profile because yeah. it does. Um, they're are, kind of square, aren't they? Yeah, but there are two sorts of, right. of neck profile. So you can get like a you can get wide traditional spacing, or you can get Hofner spacing, which I was really tight. Oh, which is narrow. Yeah, but still with the neck being as deep. Now, the, yeah, yeah. these necks make like 51p basses look like Ibanez SRs. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not like a normal guitar profile. They're square, basically. Yeah, and they're massive. Yeah. They're absolutely huge, which I found really easy to adapt to and very comfortable. Um, I was Speaking to Tom Stanley, he was saying the reason that he's only gone for one pickup on the bass is because he tried having two, but he's big on like weight and trying to make everything perfectly balanced probably and, put a uh, big chunky old neck on it then <laughs> well it, it worked not yeah. having the weight of tuners on the headstock that's true, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, the yeah, tuners yeah. are the thing that will bring it down so yeah exactly i but want to give it a go i want there, to try there is it's actually just introduced because one of the the only problems stonefield have is that of course their bases are like four grand and, yeah and the, mine's not even the most expensive tier wow um and so a lot of players have said these bases are really great, but dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah. I can't afford one, or I'd I'd love to get one, but I'd never gig it. You know, there there are those concerns. So he's recently introduced the the C series of Stonefield um, bases, and uh, the C series just has a conventional tone circuit right on it, and um, and there's a couple of other sacrifices like you don't get a wood nut on the on the C series. The wood is slightly less figured, um, but and those are going there, there are a couple of bass direct at the moment okay and they're like uh, like two grand okay well um, so it's slightly more affordable but you can get them for 1800 as well oh. depending on what features you go so for. A, a gag selling them no no really right yeah, yeah. okay there are i think two two boutique for gags right, okay. gags base department is very sort of um you know sort of 500 pound yeah sure but bases for 
up and coming bass players. It's not like Bass Direct is like a proper yeah 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 boutique, boutique only bass thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they fit perfectly on the shelf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll maybe do a, a little we'll video demo. on them because yeah. they are super cool. And there's loads cool. to show off, and they're such a new company. And uh, yeah, it'd be cool. That'd be good, definitely. Just, just bring it up with you next time we film, Joe. Yeah, we'll I do will. a little video. Do it. Um, just a couple of bits for me this week. Added a new pedal to my board. Um, in that. Took away the Pedal Power Effects um, JCM 800 emulator, mainly because I wasn't using it. Like, I kind of feel that the guitar I play at home is completely different to the sort of guitar that I would play live and listen to. Like, at home, I really like doing, like, Steve Croppery type stuff, like, more clean type stuff. Um, I don't need a JCM 800 emulator for that. So that's gone off um, up to Matty for comparison shootout videos with other 800 pedals. Um, and I've replaced it on the board with the um, JHS Pulp and Peel compressor, which sounds unbelievable. So good. Yeah. I, I never thought that I'd be like, yeah, what I need is a compressor. But yeah. honestly, that thing sounds so good. E- even I even I thought that sounded you good. You hate when compressors. I, I just think that I don't get it at all. And I thought that sound, when we did that video, I thought that sounded yeah. really, really good. It's, it sounds really, really They've nice. Gone, <clears throat> compressors have sort of gone beyond just being something that compresses your signal really they're very much like well, make good pedals pretty much yeah. like you could leave that well, thing on the whole time and it would be fine I've had the uh, bright onion baking powder on my yeah. pedal board the last few days and just leave it on all the time yep. set it minimal that's it I think just because it adds a bit of depth and you know just kind of almost like a little bit more bottom end yeah if you set it really minimal you don't have to have it like maximum squash yeah. but the great thing about that is it's got that xlr output as well yeah yeah i was um i was actually talking to jamie door who works with matt at boss about about this the other day and i've, I've recently changed from using the boss cs3 to using the boss bc one x yeah and i'm um <laughs> it's a great compressor but i'm at the moment still and i'll get there but i'm struggling to to find the the right way to use it for me because and i realized i actually don't really like compression <laughs> i what what i've been using is a make gooder pedal yes and, just leaving it on the whole time yeah but old school compressors squash badly yeah they add an edge they add something to your t- a little bit of bite they do they do something that actually they're sort of they're not supposed to be doing because they're trying to compress but they do it so badly that they end up doing something else which yeah. I actually quite like and I think things like the Dynacomp do that really well the the little baking powder that Matt's got do it, does it really well the um, the Pulp and Peel does it really mm-hmm. well um, but the, the BC1X is actually like a proper multi-band compressor yeah and of course no matter what I do with the controls it's because the controls are intelligent and they're designed to interact I can't get it to I can't be, get it to cock up. I can't nasty. get it to squash my sound. It's always doing like the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll get there. I just kind of think I need like another preamp pedal now. Yeah, yeah. Just get yourself. Just make one. Make yourself a Joe Branton signature. Make Goodera. I tell you what. Speaking of um, preamp pedals, uh, someone on the uh, Facebook group this week um, posted up that they um, uh, they were tr- they tried one of those new Tech Twenty One. Um, uh, preamp pedals, not Tech Twenty One. Sorry, Moore. Te- uh, the Moore preamp pedals. Said, yeah. said it wasn't. Particularly said it wasn't good. very good. Oh, and, um, very I, disappointing. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed as well. But someone, uh, someone else, I, th- I think there are ten. Yeah. So, so someone else said, "Well, did it? 
did you try turning off the speaker emulator? Because they, apparently it sounded really good going into a desk or going into a computer, however they were using it, but sounded really bad going into the going in through the front end. Yeah. So maybe the speaker emulator wasn't off. I don't know. I'm really keen to try them because I think mm. they look they're really cool looking pedals. Yeah. They look really versatile. Yeah. And um, I want to get that um the little power amp that they're doing. That's just going to make your the rig, smallest rig, the smallest the guitar yeah. rig ever. Yeah. Um, one last bit of uh, thing for me this week. Um, I found my first ever guitar pick oh my in a God. box. Like, I've been going because we're moving house at some point in the next few weeks. That photo was so and, manky. Um, I know it's horrible. Um, and yeah, I just found a tin of like old guitar picks, and there was a few, and there was a, there was a Weezer guitar pick. I don't remember where that came from. Um, and a few other like old plectrums that I kind of remember owning. Um, and yeah, I found my first ever PV medium uh, plastic like pick, like the most basic start guitar kit Comes pick. Oh, but it looks like, you know, when you get down to like the last bit of usable soap from a bar of soap, because it's like white <laughs> and like shrunk down. It looks like that. And I was just like, yeah, that's that's where it all started, man. I was like, so really? listeners, show us your manky picks. Show us your first ever guitar pick if you've still got it, because I've got mine. Speaking and, speaking of manky picks, um, I had that horrible moment where um, all of mine fell onto the floor uh, when I was sat on the toilet this morning. <laughs> so I, did, I didn't put them back in my pocket. I left them to the side, and I'll probably chuck them in the bin. Yeah, back pocket picks when you so sit grim. on the toilet. Not so good. Grim. Um, it has. Uh, there has actually been something else going on this week, but from what? the state of the news, you would never know. Um, yeah, like music messer happened this week. Oh, um, so, no, should we? We'll talk about it in a second. But should we, should we dive into nude gladiator competition? Good. Um, oh my god! Yeah, music messer. Yeah, music messer. Nothing happened. No, basically. No, I know, but things have happened. Think there's been some news. There is, you know, the most important bit of news is kind of at the top of this list. But there is one thing that is more important. Go on. Paul Reed Smithercaster. Yes, happened. Yeah. This like I only saw this on my way home from work on Facebook. So John Mayer's been seen playing a Paul Reed Smith that's basically a Strat. It's a Stratocaster with a Paul Reed Smith. Neck, but the body is not quite a strat, not is it? quite. No, but they used to do something similar, right? They, they did. used to have a three pickup. They like, did. Was it called like the EG or it something? Was. Like the, or wasn't it the early Santana used to have? No, it, do that? No, it was called the EG. I want to say two one five. Was or it not like part that? of the CE series as it's a bolt on? No, it was. Um, so they did it a long time ago in the American strats, but they also introduced it into SEs. Um, oh my. Pro- one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, 
at Plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Probably around... If they do it in SE. Well, they already did it. I know, but this time around, people would care. Um, well, yeah, possibly. Um, and it was just a strap, basically, and they did a three pickup one yeah. and a eg. It was eg. Yeah. What was it? Just Egg. called eg Electric standard. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just called PRS eg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the yeah, Prusuk. The Prusuk. Um, three strap pickups with a strap plate on it, with a five-way selector, as far as I can remember, and yes. a volume of tone. Like, pretty much, uh, people are kind of flipping out about this John Mayer thing. And PRS have already done it for like, did it years ago for like 500 quid. Yeah. So, so this time John Mayer's playing it, so people Well, care. that's true. I mean, it is slightly different. And I think that this one is intentionally, it's almost a troll, I think. Like, I think they've gone, right, how can we really wind Fender up? <laughs> okay, let's make a guitar that's exactly like a strap. Like the one that he used to play before they fell out I just, with him. Well, the I comments on there happened. are like, did... Did he really fall out with Fender? Or well, what? yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. The... I wonder if it'll be obscenely priced, like his amplifier that was like six grand. Well, possibly. But, I mean, people should just go and buy those SEEGs. They were really good. And at the time, no one bought no, them. No, people so... should go and buy the SE Exotics because they are oh, probably yeah. the best value for money of any guitar yeah. on the market at the moment. Really nice. Really totally nice. separately. But, this. yeah, um, maybe we'll have some proper John Mayer news um, in the coming weeks then if there's an actual model coming out. But um, I mean, they were... They would be mad not to ride the wave. Well, they didn't because people will just people buy anything John Mayer. That is true. He's not quite except um, for the amp. I mean, it well, is six yeah, grand. but that was a lot of money. But you know, he, whilst he's not quite, you know, at the level of like Joe Bonamassa or Slash, or I'd say that's maybe it. Well, you no, know, maybe he's, he is. he's, uh, he's up there. I, I think he's like probably the tier below. I, you know, um, I would say he's up there with Joe Bonamassa. I don't know about Slash. I mean, in terms of you know who regular is public marketability. Marketability. Indeed, his um, guitar tech is Stevie Ray Vaughan's guitar tech. Really? Yeah. I didn't. Well, not not anymore, obviously. Well, yeah, no, obviously not anymore, but was. <laughs> yeah. um, and he shared a, he shared a photo on Instagram, That's and it was really like dumb. John Mayer at, at a gig backstage. And you know how, like, you see these rig rundowns and someone's got, like, one guitar boat, maybe two if they're, like, a massive band, you know. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we use this one, and then all these are backups. He, he literally had, I'd say, maybe 60 guitars Whoa. backstage. What? I'm just like, How many songs why? is he doing? Yeah, why would you possibly need 60 songs? I'll like, tell you all those, all those alternative tunings that he I tell, uses. I'll tell you why. Maximum, he's probably only doing 20... Is he not doing 20 songs? i tell you what. If you, had the, if you had the opportunity to have as many guitars as you wanted, and at any point you could just go, you know what, I'm just going to play a different one. Well, yeah, maybe. I guess like, that's how you keep yourself entertained and, on the tour, isn't it? Well, like, just use a different guitar. And also, if what you're known for is being a guitar person and people go to see your shows as much to see you play the you know, guitar well. as much as they do you know I spe- I, I'm sure that's like the deal with like Joe Bonamassa especially yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, people go and watch him and like you know like Gary Moore as well people like that they go and watch the guitars as much as anything else and it's yeah. all part of the show that's yeah, yeah. the way I've always seen stuff like that yeah yeah um, another bit of big news that actually isn't on this list um, there's Matt, nothing bigger than the, the, the big there, no there's a f- fair bit of news Matt you probably know about this um, Chapman Guitars uh, released oh, yeah. a whole new lineup of guitars this week um, the standard yeah. and pro series is that right 
Yeah, so um, I think we talked about it briefly from Nam. There was they've basically discontinued everything and then relaunched 29 new models. So yeah, there's. Um, I was talking to Matt, who is the managing director now, I think, of um, Chapman Guitars, and they're still a really small team. I think there's only six people that work for them, um, and they're basically saying that they've kind of. Uh, shuffled things around in the factories and where things are made and they do like a standard production line and then like a more pro production line yeah um and i actually recently tried out the pro series rabia baritone and oh, it that is, is amazing that is a, it's that is the jewel amazing. in the lineup i think for me yeah i actually oh, i i really liked the old stuff and I wasn't as blown away as I wanted to be with with some of the stuff in the new lineup, but the the Rebeer one for me was absolutely brilliant. And just the overall feel of the guitars, I think, is just is, is like in, for me has improved from what I tried before. And I think what's they were great, great is that they've yeah they did, and that's the thing. I thought for the money they were just awesome value for money. Yeah, but now they feel way more pro, and I actually think one of the great things is that they don't like the eight string for example doesn't particularly lend itself just to metal it's kind of like more d- designed to be like an all-rounder as well because i think yeah. some people are like i don't necessarily want to use an eight string just for like really heavy metal but you know they, they've got like the ml1 pro which is like their kind of strat shape with three single coils comes in like a really classy white um they're doing a flying v now the ghost fret looks really nice the burst is like a two-tone burst that's like burst from like the out to like in so like the middle section yeah. is white and then the top two halves are different color um but yeah that for me i think you're right joe i think the best one has got to be that those rabia ones and they're, yeah, they're also they offering like standard and modern versions of stuff, aren't they? So like the ML3, which is the telly, there's like a slightly more retro one and a slightly more modern one as well, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but as far as I understand, the pro versions are still made at World Instruments, World, yeah. whatever it's called. Yes. World Music Co. W- World Music Co. And then the other ones are made in where, Indonesia, is that right, Matt? I think so. I think it's a new factory right. for them okay. on this one. Um, and I know... Um, from talking to Matt that he'd been back and forth to Korea a lot over the um, quality control on the pros and yeah. they were like you know we really want to get these like absolutely spot on yeah, yeah they um, look, and they yeah look from amazing. trying one of the pro baritones I was I was literally blown away because they're not they're not going to be like mega cheap guitars I think the Rabia one for example is going to be about 1200 quid well doesn't okay. it it's, it's bare knuckle isn't it in the bridge and Seymour Duncan in yeah. the neck uh, the, yeah. the the listeners if you haven't seen the Rabia signature one it's a um, it's a single cut telly uh, sort of body shape but um, uh, Cham- uh, not uh, chambered um, like contoured uh, yeah yeah what do you call it uh, yeah, the, the top is yeah. contoured. Whatever. Yeah, uh, that's sort of thing. Carved. Thank Carved you. Top. Yeah, there we go. Um, and uh, but it's like a, a two pickup situation. So you have kind of a single coil right in the neck position, um, and then you have a big humbucker sort of tight up against the the bridge, which is a really cool, kind of unique ish sort of pickup configuration that just really works and really lends itself to versatility i think they're great yeah, yeah. good um, see, good see them doing some more i guess the other ones are going to be a bit more affordable as well don't they come down to like 399 or wow, something like that yeah, yeah something like that i think i, mean, and I think that really is well probably built, why i was like oh it was just because i think the images i saw were a lot of the the cheap ones and they 
they they they look like you'd expect to. Even those, I was blown away by. I mean, I've only I've seen in in the flesh. I've only seen pictures, but I thought they looked amazing for the money that they are. I think it was three nine nine, but Matt, you might want to uh, confirm that. But I'm I'm really go on, Matt. Come. I was going to say I haven't actually double checked the prices on some of the retailers yet, because um, I know they've only really now just hit the stores. But they are they from what they were before. I, don't, I think they're maintaining a similar price point, which is actually pretty affordable. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Good. Well, yeah. I look I look forward to trying them out in Gak, Joe. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we should move on. Line six um, have announced. There's been. Oh like, my goodness! Indeed. Well, oh yeah, I mean, my goodness! You came close to almost saying this last oh, week. Did I? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. You almost said this last week, and it probably would have been fine. No. Well, we might have had a scoop. We might have been the first people. We would have been, but it would. I think it might have just been after no. the embargo. Yeah, this is it because we recorded on Sunday and the embargo came off at six p.m. on Monday night. Right. right. So we would have had the exclusive, but they were still messing around with when the embargo was right, coming yeah, off. Yeah. So we we, so, we played it safe last week. A third bit of really big news that happened. I think outside of Music Messer. This it is terrific before. news! Um, Line 6 have announced the Helix LT, um, a smaller, more affordable version of yes. the much-lauded um, Helix. And so we have our first sub £1,000 all-in-one amp and effects multi-unit. Not true. DV Mark is less than £1,000. Oh, yes. Okay, what fine. What about Fox GT100? Come on. <laughs> No, nine six no. pod two. <laughs> anyway, this is super cool. So, and what's great is obviously you're looking at like twelve hundred pounds for the ordinary Helix. But what's great about the Helix LT is you're sacrificing virtually none of the features. Yeah, I don't really understand what the difference is. So the chassis is now going to be is is bent steel rather than the other one was like aluminium grade. Yeah. And had a really cool. The foot pedal on the on the proper Helix was great. I don't know what it was made of. It looked like stone. Yes, they were. They're quite a fancy looking unit. Whereas this one yeah. looks much more utilitarian. Yes, it's more functional. It's cheaply built. I mean, not 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 to its detriment. It's still a, a really good quality piece of kit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you sacrifice that a couple of ins, and um. Other than that, it does everything. So exactly. Go, on, Matt. I was going to say, I think they've cut most of the cost by taking out the 12 individual LCD screens above each foot button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, like, I mean... What can, oh, this pedal's costing a lot of money. Well, you wanted 15 little screens on it. Oh, just take them out. Yeah, just lose that, it. I mean, looking at the spec sheet, that's like the processing power, the amount of the effects, everything is the same. Is it running exactly the same software? Do we know? It's like it's all just exactly the same. I think so. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So you'll be able to use the same any patches that you created for Helix. You'll be able to use on the Helix LT. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Of course, they've they've they recently did a big um, upgrade just the week before. They introduced a firmware upgrade, um, the 2.0 upgrade for for Helix, which I was excited about because they introduced a load of extra bass. Uh, effects oh really and amps as well well there we go this is your p- p- uh, pedal board solution I, I, just I, get a I helix know, lt mate. i know this could be my pedal board solution it's great i can't, I can't like... ever imagine just your stonefield into a helix lt into a pa system <laughs> yeah yeah that would be a bit of a 180 you've finally made your tr- transition into dad bands on instagram <laughs> Band, <laughs> bands of dad or rigs of dad <laughs> yeah rigs of dad rigs of dad on instagram joe Branton's multi-effects odyssey I tell you what else was announced. Well, it wasn't announced this week, but I think we saw the first sort of the first real pictures and videos and stuff. 
um, of that new head rush pedal board unit. Yeah, well, so now, it that, last year. Yeah, that was. Yeah, but I don't think we've seen. Like, I mean, the, the first like demo. Like, I mean, I think it was more a sort of teaser yeah. demo thing. I I hadn't seen any actual footage of it before until this week they and got, it, managed it looked, to get Sarah Longfield to do yeah, the demo for it it looked really good I thought um, it's, which it, it's kind they, of a slightly more affordable version of the Helix I mean it? it's not like that much more affordable it's still like 899 right, but okay. it's because it, Akai bought 11 Rack I think did they or no did they, so 11 Rack is part of Pro Tools right um, who are distributed by Hmm. I can't remember. There is some sort of there's some sort of link, but because that's what it basic. Because there yeah. was the, there was the eleven rack like unit that was available to buy. What like six? Yeah, yeah. Five, six people years ago. People still swear by that. A lot of people really like the sound of the eleven rack. Uh, my complaint with it was it was always really, really complicated. Yeah, really yeah. complicated. And um, you know. I, me and Matt sat down with it a couple of times and I was just like I, I just don't know what's I going mean, on I mean even here. I gave up on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's cool that they've they've you know they've obviously gone well we've got this technology let's put it into something usable and I think that's that's great but it's still 899 you know it doesn't seem especially with the the Helix LT coming out well now. they obviously didn't know about that well maybe not yeah it does seem it does seem a little bit yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they priced it to, to undercut the Helix. Well, of it course, looks it did, exactly yeah. like yeah, yeah. the Helix. So yeah. it's, it's, there's no secret about who they're trying to copycat here. Uh, even the way, even the way the the screen works with you being able to like drag effects around yeah. with your finger and stuff is exactly the same as the Helix. But eight nine nine, I think maybe if the LT had come out, they'd have put it out at like six nine nine. Or four nine. You know, if they'd done four nine nine, then you know, if they up, did, but... if they did it at four nine nine, that would. Beat up the entire market. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, one bit of news, which is actually the only official news from um, Music Messer. The only thing that I saw is like, this company launches this at Music Messer. Like, there was nothing else apart from this. Um, Positive Grid, who we've talked a lot about in the last few weeks, um, have expanded the uh, BIOS series with the BIOS modulation. It was only last week that we spoke about the, um, the, the, yeah. the BIOS delay. Yes, yeah, and the drive preceded that, didn't it? That's so right. So this is, again, uh, it looks like it's exactly the same box as the other one. Um, Matt, have we got an idea on how many different um, effects are in there? Um, I've... I'm not sure on the total amount of effects. It's going to be a similar price, $349. But yeah, basically works on exactly the same um, idea as the other ones. You can kind of go down to component level on a bunch of different um, types of effects. I suppose with this one, you've got a wider range than you would say like delay um, because there's so many different types of modulation mm. effects, fully MIDI integrated. Um, yeah, I've I really kind of want to get one and just have a little bit more of a mess around with it. The amps I'm not so bothered about, but the the pedals I'm kind of like, I really want to see how kind of far you can push it, really. This is the one for me that um, I think is really likely to to take off because, you know, who who else is there doing something like this at the moment? I mean, you've got the, the Strymon Mobius and even Tide H9. You know, what else is there really at that well, sort of... there's nothing that does to that, that well, no, level well, of absolutely of, uh, absolutely you know but in, in terms of modulation and like that high quality modulation there's there's not a huge amount you know if you want like a banging chorus pedal or or what you know it, it's it, it's a it's a relatively 
open market and I yeah, think, yeah, I think yeah. they could make it work really well definitely and because you can have four presets just available on the floor in front of you that is all of your modulation absolutely. dealt with and you can just the that, which isn't something you ability. can do with the it's not something you can do with the Mobius unless you go in through MIDI is it no uh, you got the no, favourite switch, really. I guess. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is as well is what I always like about and that's what I kind of like about the H9 is that for most people, you pr- you're probably going to have a couple of drives. You're probably going to have a couple of overdrives and maybe a fuzz or like a booster. You're going to have a couple of delay pedals easily. Most people will, you know. But you're not going to have a phaser, a chorus, a flanger, a tremolo. Aren't you? Rotary. No, no, but like all separate pedals. I don't think there's many boards I see now that have got a separate chorus, phaser, flanger. No, definitely like not. Like one of every type. Yeah, maybe. Most people not. kind people, of go people some do, sort of like... Yeah, people will do it with an H9 or an or M5 Mobius or, or Mobius yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not... Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it like that. People do have maybe four or five different drive types, but they don't... Hardly anyone these days has flanger, no. phaser, chorus. I think, for me, the only thing about them um, is they look pretty chunky yeah they are huge actual size yeah they are huge um it looks like the same size as an ipad which is like massive for a pedal board it's the same chassis that they use for the delay and for the drive one and i saw one when they when they brought them into the shop for us to have a a bit of a play around with and that was they're really well constructed the controls feel great on them though everything's really great about how they're built good knobs but um but yeah it was massive really deep as well right like so it was sit really Tall on your pedal deep. I'm wondering whether they're kind of going for like more of a studio vibe. But you don't need it in the studio because you'll just use you'll just use bias effects. That is true. True. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Interesting. I really want to get my hands on because I've not seen any of these in the flesh, and I really want to like just see how they're built and get a listen. And they are really for them. Really good. They're definitely the 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 thing that would be. I, I, I mean, I think the positive good stuff in general would be the thing that would stop me from buying a Helix. Right. Okay, just a collection of those. Well, yeah, just, just all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a on a sort of wider note, I think it is a shame that like nothing really has happened at Music Messer this year. No, like there was not a, much going on. A couple of years ago, I seem to remember it was we had a we had a great like a really exciting podcast. We maybe I, like I, I don't think it was last year. I think it was maybe the year before. I look back at the site at things tagged with Music Messer, and I think it was last year actually, where there was loads of right, stuff. Okay, this year there's literally been one product that's had a press it's, release. It's bizarre, isn't yeah. It? I at, at work I set up. I like did loads of work in advance setting up like um a, a sort of category page for like Music, Music Messer. Messer blog. Like yeah, I had like I got a designer to to make loads of images so that I could have it in, in at like the top of the website. Loads of stuff ready to go. Like everyone on Twitter today all day we're making sure because we're not there so we weren't there so we've got to make sure we get the news first and get the blogs out as they come so three days later we'd done two articles yeah yeah nothing going um, on yeah a piano and a keyboard came out sweet those were the two things. Just, it's yeah. just I mean it is a bit of a weird time to have a show that you're trying to get people to announce big news at because you know obviously Nam, you've got the fact that it's you know it's right on, actually I think that's a bit of a weird time it is, as well, well Nam is and it has always been for longer term str- yeah. uh, what initially was designed for longer term strategies for retailers to plan their buying across the year up to Christmas Music Mess I think is just a bit weird because like I don't it just it seems unnecessary like all the stuff is you know most people do their product announcements at NAM, a couple of bits at Summer NAM, but like NAM seems to see us through yeah. the entire year now basically and I mean I guess if people want to release other stuff they just they do just a do tweet it. you know yeah, like, I, I well, guess it's them trying to trying to you know 
drum up a bit of interest for the European builders, but I, I just don't know. If no. But there's localized well, guitar look, shows. You know, we went to the, well, the for London sure. guitar yeah, yeah. show. There's, yeah. We're talking about maybe going to Fuzz in Sweden, which is yeah. you know I've got some um, kind of uh, like Scandinavian builders and stuff going to it, and, and loads of brands going there. So I don't know. Do we need Music Messer? Oh, I don't know. Do we need it? Well, I mean, look, look at Line Six. Do you think they they released the Helix exactly at the time of Music Messer, but with no affiliation to yeah, Music yeah. Messer? And did they suffer at all for it? No, people loved it. Exactly. I mean, I had to shoehorn the Helix announcement into the Music Messer thing just so there was something on the page, but, right? Just to tag it on, yeah. tag it on. Let's do one last bit of news. Um, Luna Stone Pedals have announced the True Overdrive Two, um, and I think we've got one here. Is that right? I'm so excited that we've got one here. Yes. One arrived um, the other day, ready for Matt Knight to do a demo on it. Matt, do you want to tell us a little bit about the uh, Todd 2? The Todd 2? I was a bit confused when I saw Todd because it made me think of Carl Martin at first. Oh, yeah, they did the Todd. So I think they, they have actually got a pedal called the Todd, so they should probably avoid the Todd Well, I mean, they've much. called it the True Overdrive 2. We're the ones calling it the Todd. Yeah. No, they actually list it as Todd 1 on their website. Oh, right, oh, right okay. <laughs> well, uh, maybe they've changed it recently because they've put... Similar like sound to the Todd One, the True Overdrive Two. Right. Okay. Uh. <laughs> uh, maybe you've. Uh, um, but yeah, so I think they're going for. I mean, terms that are kind of thrown around a lot. Transparent, tube-like um, are words that do crop up on their website. But from what I've heard, it does sound fantastic. I think they're just going for something that doesn't necessarily alter your guitar sound you know something that maintains the sound of your guitar's pickups and gives you that amp like push that you might have from an amp that you're not necessarily cranking or something that's nowadays people are using amps with loads of clean headroom so the idea is to give you that kind of slightly pushed amp sound without um, the need for kind of blowing your eardrums out by turning your amp up really loud really love the design oh my god the the design the look of this pedal is absolutely brilliant. It's got a nice like um giant LED basically yeah, giant like, yeah. red LED like, yeah really really big. It looks cool. I plugged it, it in great. briefly here when it arrived um and had it looks a quick, really solid construction. It is yeah it's really well built. The design's really nice. The giant glowing red LED looks cool. Um, it sounded pretty good. Uh, it's hard to tell in my living room because I can't crank an amp very loud. But um, so drives are always a bit of a problem. Mm. Um, but it sounded nice. Yeah. Sounded really I've nice. Re- yeah, I, like I look forward to actually getting it here and giving it a blast because I think it's going to sound really nice. Yeah, the controls are diagonal across the they are across the unit as well. What is it? Just volume, tone, and gain. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That oh, no, was nice. It looks banging. A white, just a white bent steel chassis yeah. it's bent steel isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah it's just yeah it uh, looks very uh, minimal and um, yeah sounded pretty nice so I look forward to a proper demo um, yes. th- there is more news but I think we are coming up to time so we should do a question I think or at least let's do at least one oh my question God, we didn't talk about any of the new Friedman mini amp we series talk oh. about that next week I think yeah. okay let's, um, let's dive s- straight into questioning my life choices <laughs> Jay says, I've recently acquired an orange Microterra, and yes, it's staggeringly good. I really don't want to spend loads on an orange 2x12 cab, so what other companies make good, gig-worthy cabs? So, Microterra... Wait, wait, wait. Orange 212s aren't a lot of money. Well, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to spend... I mean, they are... Surely they're about 300 300 quid. quid, That's how much cabs are. Yeah, but is there there any bargains that we're missing? Matt Knight, can you think of anything? Um, No, I mean... 
the thing is you might have seen orange and you might search orange 212 and the ppc 212 comes up and you're like that's 590 pounds wow that's really expensive but they do make the ppc 212 ob which is the open back cabinet and these ones are made in china they're 389 right um and actually that was my go-to amp cab recommendation usually when i worked in the store because for a 212 they're still really well built um great sound um, you'd lose a little bit of kind of punchiness from not have it from it being open back rather than closed back but for the money great i really rate them over the marshall 1936 which is kind of the next go-to cab that most people tend to sort of swing towards but for me spend the money get the orange one or contact um paul at zilla cabs and have one made because his yeah, I mean, that's prices are roughly cheap. the same no there's prices depending on what you have you can get some amazing cabs at decent really decent prices what? see I, i've i've kind of got a, um i'd like to turn this question on its head slightly okay gig worthy cabs with an orange microterra yes my concern is that's probably not going to be hugely loud enough anyway is it have you heard one of those through oh, a if you mic it up. Yeah. i mean well yeah i suppose if you mic it up i mean yeah i've heard it through a, a 412 not with a band behind it though oh, no okay. no they, I, i've i've tried to do sound with a band who turned up with one of these thinking that i mean this is so not more about your skills though than it is no about it absolutely isn't it was an a complete nightmare i mean other than the fact that we physically couldn't put the head on top of a cab because the power cable because it runs off of like a weird nine it's volt like a, no it's like a, a 19 volt yeah, or yeah, something fine. like that yeah. that so easily comes out the back because it's not sort of in like a three pin it's, yeah. it would fall out as easily as a as a, a you know a nine volt pedal power thing. yeah yeah that cable's not long enough to so, sit on top of an amp if you've got power on the floor right so we had to put the amp head on the floor because it's got like um uh like a transformer in yeah. the cable hasn't it yeah yeah, so, yeah yeah so you put the amp on the floor we had to put the, yeah we had to put the amp head okay. like on the floor next to the guitarist who was sort of thrashing around a lot and i just spent the whole gig watching this guy inevitably get closer and closer to knocking over his little pony amp we but, don't we no, don't know what sort of music's being played though bear that in mind if it's not a huge uh, yeah. loud band then maybe the um maybe the microterra is enough i was gonna say if you want something small um wasn't there a was there a dv mark cab matt that was just a little 112 or a little 110 um they make combos i don't know if they make a cab they do they do, do point. Cabs, um yeah. I was actually just doing some quick research on the cheapest 212 that you can get that I think could probably be of decent gigging quality. Laney uh, yeah. IRT 2x12. Yes. £245. That's a good That's shout, actually, because really they're good quality and um, that would definitely do the job for a gig. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And actually got some of the best designed carry handles in the business, I would say. Yes. Because they're actually like, embedded into the top sides. Oh yeah, so of course. So your hand actually goes into them properly, so they're much easier to lift. And if you've got two people carrying it, you don't get that weird thing you get with the orange cabs, where you, like your wrist is at a really weird yeah. angle when you're carrying it. Yeah, I'm um, I'm all about that. Those IRT cabs are um are banging, really um really good. Let's do one more question. Steve says, so I've bought a set of eights uh, of eights 
Guitar strings, right, okay. He's bought a, he's bought a set of eights for my Les Paul. Never tried this gauge before. I normally stay at 10s, but I've read about the likes of Billy Gibbons at BB King, who apparently use slash used them. And so I thought, what the heck, I'll give it a go. Anyone else tried them? If so, how'd it work out? Jay oh, Cross. Except- so, so the... Jay, have you tried them, Jay? For fishing or something? <laughs> so I've got a couple, of, a couple of little anecdotes about thin strings in this manner oh, God. the first is um the this band that i used to play in uh for our final ever show um we were, we were headlining um just a just a, a small venue down the road and uh, mark was there mark's band played opened, oh yeah opened you know yeah. and um we someone someone pulled out so you know cool um but um luke the guitar player showed up with so i had always dealt with his guitar because he didn't know what he's doing and um he i always put 11s on playing an sg he showed up and he went oh yeah so i was uh, practicing last night making sure i got the songs right and i uh yeah i broke a string so it's all right i went to the shop and uh i got some uh got some extra slinkies because <laughs> i wanted to play extra slinky oh god he thought extra and i was like, meant like well he just thought it meant like he just thought it was a cool word yeah he just thought it meant like extra good yeah, yeah like yeah. x and um he put them on and they brought he broke a string in the first song of course i'm surprised the guitar's neck wasn't like it was all over the because I, I I seem to remember looking at it and I remember hearing this. It was like all over the place. Completely, complete nightmare. So, <laughs> so that that's a downside to it. Um, but the an upside to it will be um, the Billy Gibbons uh, custom shop Les Paul that was released. I don't know what f- four years ago or so. Which, if I remember correctly, Matty came with sevens. There was the pinstripe one, yeah. right? Yeah. There was the gold pinstripe one. No, it was eight. It was eight. Okay. Because it and came with a set of the Reverend Willie's Dunlop eight string right, set. Right, okay. His signature set. But I remember it, reading about this guitar before it showed up and thinking, eights, that is utterly ridiculous. On a and Les Paul. On a Les well. Paul. And got it out of the box, and it was one of the best playing guitars I've ever yeah. felt. Well, I, I was going to say the same story. If you hadn't said Com- that, I was going to say exactly I, I the really same do thing. think that it's um, if you're going down the route of playing eights, you've just got to get a proper, proper setup done. You yeah. can't go from tens to eights and just like muddle your way through and think, you know, unless you've got like a real good knowledge of how um, putting, a, you know, setting up a guitar, not just like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I sort out my get it done properly and it will be really really good but don't do it if you're a heavy player because you will just go through strings yeah definitely um all i've got to say on this is if you use eights you are both a a sexual deviant and b a pervert and with that we shall wrap this episode up thanks so much for listening this week if you want to hear more do head to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the podcast um at one dollar a month you get the podcast ad free and uh early at the five dollar a month tier you get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds content every week as well as the extra interviews and mini series like branton's ranton um this week for the patreon poll picked for us our favourite British guitar, uh, favourite British pedal brands. That's what we're talking about oh, this good. week. Oh, I, good. I voted for that. Yeah, I think we should talk about that this week. That's what the, uh, the people on the Facebook group wanted. So $5 a month gets you that. $10 a month, our top tier, gets your name read out every week by Mr. Joseph Branton. Oh, no. Where's he going? Like this. I am, I am presenting. What are you doing? 
I'm gonna do it like a play. Oh God, <laughs> this is terrible. Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Carlos Mancha, Andrew Macro, Mark Cross, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfrey, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Moo Gravit, Colin Anderson. I can't wait for you to make your um, stage debut. Ooh. You've done a bit of acting, haven't you? Weren't you in Aquila? Oh, yeah. I was in Aquila. Yeah. I was in Demon Headmaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you if were anyone, in the Demon if Headmaster. Any, if anyone can find that on YouTube, uh, Joe Branton's appearance in Aquila, or I, I've seen the Demon Headmaster one, it is on yeah. YouTube somewhere. Really? If, if you not. can find it and post it to the Facebook group. <laughs> what was it? Oh, uh, Family Affairs. Okay. I was well, in Family okay. Affairs. Yeah, but only as an extra. What show were you on? Um, did you have a did you have a tash back then as well? Well, when I was, was like, like eleven. Yeah, 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 uh, 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 yeah. Sort of. I just used to paint it on back then. Um, if you can find that and post it to the Facebook group, the <laughs> which one have I seen? I've seen the Demon Headmaster one, haven't uh, I? That's definitely maybe, on YouTube. Maybe. I can't believe yeah. you're a child actor. Yeah, so good. Um, <laughs> do post it in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum, where you can contribute to the show every week and see uh, videos of Joe as a teenager <laughs> on the TV. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Guitar Nerds on Instagram at Guitar Nerds um, and you can go to YouTube youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos thanks so much we'll see you next week thanks gang farewell the demon headmaster Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.